You're listening to Irish Radio Canada and Toronto Irish players presented this year Little Jam and had been a Dublin and Edinburgh Fringe Festival Award winner. It's by Elaine Murphy and it was directed by Cleona Kenny and produced by Alan Hunt and I had the opportunity very recently to sit down with Cleona and Alan and chat about the play Little Jam. Delighted to be back in Toronto at the Alumni Theatre where the Toronto Irish uh, Drama, uh, well, it's the Irish Theatre Group. My head's going. What am I? The Toronto fair. Irish Players are uh, having a production underway, which has been running now since probably about two weeks. And I have Cleona Kenny with me. Cleona's going to tell me all about it. Um, well, unfortunately, we're coming close to closing night, so um, I'm not sharing this with you soon enough. But there will be an opportunity to maybe catch a future production. Cleona, first of all, welcome. Thank you very much. Um, we have uh, an interesting production that you've been doing about three women of um, three generations from the one family. Three generations from the one family and it's uh, over a kind of a year in their life. I think it's actually ten months and it's a kind of a memory play so they each tell uh, a story or the story or in this case several stories from different perspectives. And set in Dublin. Set in Dublin but could actually be set anywhere. Right. It's not. There's I mean, it is specific to Dublin in a sense, but in a greater sense, it could be actually anybody's story. Well, most human sto stories can be, and I guess yes. the, the, the role of the playwright is to take the universal aspect of humanity and localise it in some ways. Yes, and I think that she's done a really good job of that. Um, Elaine Murphy is the playwright, and she's absolutely done that. Well, it's every woman's play. What brought this to your attention, Toronto Irish Players? Well, we have a play reading committee, and so we're constantly reading plays, and this was one of the ones um, that came up. Then we vote on it, and, and we pick them. And we try and pick our season depending on, you know, if there's a theme or if if there's more of this type of drama or if we want to do a drama and a comedy. So this one was pretty well very popular with everyone. So we figured we wouldn't have any difficulty getting either cast, producer or director. And I was just going to put that to you because when the reading committee sit down to read, mm -hmm. there must to some degree, while a, a tremendous play might present itself, there has to be an awareness of the potential cast availability. Yes, actually, I would say probably more this, the the actual play itself in terms of the production values, like whether or not we could do that set. Right. If it's set on a cruise ship in the Bahamas, uh, probably not, or that kind of thing. We draw our cast really from across Toronto, right. um, many member community groups. So, although we do have, as you can imagine, a I don't know what you'd call that, a group of, of interested actors. We're always getting new people. And I know you're not um, relying 100% on the Irish community. We can't. We would love to be able to cast you know, Irish people all the time, but we can't. Um, they're not available to us. So, for example, in this play, there is two Irish and one Newfoundlander, and that's who has done a wonderful job. Right. That's nearly Irish. It is close enough. Yeah. It is. Because I know that the previous production I was at, this, um, which was two couples, and the name is escaping me at the moment, but the younger couple. Outside Mullingar. Outside Mullingar, oh, right. indeed. Yeah. In Outside Mullingar, the younger couple were not. No. 
No, he, and he yet was they pulled it off. And didn't they? If, yes. if I was not made aware that they were not Irish, I would not have realised that they were not Irish. Yes, yes. Well, they did a fantastic job. Yeah, it. they did a fantastic job. It was a, that was a great show. I that was a brilliant show. Yeah, that I loved that show, show myself. Yeah. Um, so you took on the role of direction. I did. I applied. We, we have a process where you put in your your resume, right. and, and then they choose, and I got it. So yeah. yeah. And was it that the particular play appealed to you? Um, that you felt this was something you'd like to direct or is it that you just love theatre to such an extent that when there's a play going I want to direct? No, well no to the second question I don't love every play and right. I don't want to direct every play uh, but this one very much yes because I'm a fan of the written word right. and if it's, if it's good writing and a good story I think with good characters yeah Right So um, <coughs> Given that it's three generations, mm -hmm. when you read the script and when you then set about directing it, um, were you able to get inside the playwright's head to such an extent that you could see that the differences that are there between generations were well portrayed? Yes, I think we did spend a lot of time on the text and a lot of time on those kind of differences you're talking about um, and the intergenerational um, conflicts if you will um, so we did spend, because it's this kind of play too it's very dialogue heavy um, dialogue being a word you will see, I don't want to do any spoiler alerts um, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a talky play Okay. so we, we did spend a lot of time on characterization and working on each character and trying to bring all of the elements of that character forward and hold them in place with the other two as well. And because you say it's a dialogue heavy play, a tremendous onus then falls on you to interpret the dialogue in a way that um, doesn't, that something doesn't get lost in translation? Yes, I think the simple answer to that is yes. It is it's a tremendous amount of work. There is also tremendous um, pressure on the actors and to bring their acting skills. But um, of course, it's a collaboration of, well, this is how I think the character is. Um, right. The actor might have their idea of the character, but obviously it's my idea of the character that we try to bring forward right. or collaborate. We, you know, we didn't have any real issues where somebody said, oh, I don't think that's right. Uh, or that, that the emphasis should be on that yes. area, which yeah, would we kind of change the meaning. Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, you see, two you see the same play done in two or three different ways, and it's, it, it's not 100% different, but yeah, the whole emotional tone can be different. So what has your audience reaction been like? Actually, it's been pretty great. Uh, we've had standing ovations right. pretty well every night. We even had um, the Phantom of the Opera give us a standing ovation. Colin Wilkinson. Was there. So uh, we, were <laughs> we were very happy about that. Um, and you know, it's a play that's difficult for audiences because it requires them to use their imagination quite a bit and to focus quite a bit. Um, and so I, we all realise that that's difficult for an audience. So, so really, it either draws you in or it doesn't. Right. And it really has. In I haven't seen every show often, but the shows I've seen, it's really drawn the audiences in. Yeah. Um, you're coming to the end of the run on this one. We are. Um, 
you have something coming up in March around um, Patrick's Day, but not, not the same production? It is. We're it actually, is. this production ends in this theatre on uh, the 3rd of March, and then we're doing uh, an encore performance on the 16th of March at the Arts and Letters Club Toronto. They have a theatre there. Okay. And so we're just doing it for one night at 7.30. Okay. Um, for those people who maybe missed it out here. And where is that in Toronto? May not be in it's Toronto. It's at Young and Dundas on Elm Street. It's okay. a historic building, very beautiful, the Arts and Letters Club okay. in Toronto. And if someone wants details on that, it's going to be on your website? Um, we will put it on our website, I guess. It's not on there right now because we were waiting for the run to be over. Alan? We're waiting for this run here to be over first. And then the Arts and Letters becomes a an overflow crowd <laughs> to use that for um, Clean I talked to said it was a talkie play. But it doesn't come across as a talkie play. It's I think is absolutely right. It's it's fabulously well written. And although when you look at the script you're seeing all these monologues, it doesn't come across as monologue at all. Uh, in each speech a character might be playing two or three different roles. Uh, having conversations with people who are in her mind or, or playing out a scene that happened in the past uh, with somebody who's not actually on stage. So that I don't find that people in the audience have had much difficulty whatsoever in coming to the play. Their, their response certainly says otherwise. See, one of the things I love about theatre over cinema, for example, is I believe that you, as the director, the actors have to successfully engage with the audience in a way that doesn't happen in cinema. And the audience have to come to theatre aware that there's an expectation on them to interact. And I think a theatre audience tends to. Um, and as you said, that if, if there's a lot of dialogue, I would think a theatre audience is open to it mm -hmm. and ready for it. <laughs> I don't think that would work in a cinema situation. You rarely see monologues on television or in the films. Rarely. Yeah. They do exist, but they're few and far between. Yeah, because yeah. the, the medium doesn't lend itself to it. Mm -hmm. No, it's very much mm -hmm. a live experience, yes. right? And yeah. theatre is a live experience, so it'll be slightly different every night, as you know, whereas a movie will not be. It'll Correct. be something. Correct, correct. Because it's, it's, you know, it's encased in amber, as, as it were, whereas actors are actors, and audiences are audiences, and there is that interaction that happens. Not always, a, you know, there can be negative aspects of that, but it happens, and it's part of the whole process, and that's the energy you draw from it, right? Alan, we're going to come back, because we never introduced you, and I should have. And tell us who you are, and you're, you're the producer of this. I'm the, the producer, first-time producer. Um, I jumped into this because I was there at the opening reading and I also loved the play. Right, right. And when you say a first-time producer, um, is it a role that um, you, I won't quite say aspire to, but in a way aspire, <laughs> aspire to, to, and, and um, <laughs> found the experience to be a learning experience? I think, if anything, it's one of the roles that I swore I would never, ever do. Right. And yet I volunteered because I, I did like the play. And having been through it, I have learned from it a lot. Uh, mainly what I've learned is to appreciate everybody else who has done it much better than I have. Um, and would I aspire to do it again? Well, the jury is out on that one. Um, I know from uh, someone who may not be involved in theatre, 
Uh, and I know there's times I wonder where is the line between the director and the producer like the director very clearly is advising and directing the actors and the producer essentially looks after everything else that's in a support mechanism to that and that everything else can go from everything to putting together a team of people who will design or light or do those technical things to making sure that there are refreshments available okay. at uh, the intermission. Um, Chief Cook and Battleworth. I think there are people who might object to my saying that, but naturally that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the play tonight, and as we, we need to remind people again, you're saying March 16th? March 16th at the Arts and Letters Club Toronto. I can give you a website if you want me to do that. Yeah, but if, if you go to the www.cgyoungfoundation, sorry, www.cgyoungontario.com, there will be, you'll see it there. And uh, dates, times, tickets, uh, accessibility, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, only one date, March 16th, 7.30pm. Right. That's it. Fiona, Adam, thanks a million for taking the time. It's oh, been fantastic. And um, I, I don't know if it's appropriate in your situation that we say break a leg. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> break a leg. Great. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Austin.